So here it is. Welcome back to Scary Stories, uh, Season 2, Episode 2. Um, coming at you live from the bedroom recording studio. What are we talking about? Um, uh, I'm going to get into a couple stories of instances where people freaked out. I'm not going to give anything away. Um, although it does bring me to Valentine's Day. And there's a lot of freaking out going on amongst the dudes that I know. A couple of them have said, hey man, my wife or my girlfriend, are, um, she, she's, I feel like she's laid a trap. Said, don't get me anything for Valentine's Day. It's been a hard year. We just got through Christmas. Let's uh, let's try to make this work. Um, so speaking of freaking out, I'll tell you right now, dudes. She's gonna freak the fuck out when you don't get her anything. Don't listen to her. She's a fucking liar, and she's out to suck your fucking soul out of your life. And she probably loves you and wants to spend the day with you too. Let's go. Uh, just real quick before I forget, I wanted to put a shout out to some of the businesses that um, I'd like to support. First and foremost, you've heard me rattle off about the herbalist company underscore GTA. Please do hit them up for all of your Canon needs. I use them all the time. The service is nothing but spectacular. Short and sweet. Hit them up the herbalist company underscore gta on instagram tell them scary sent you at the same time a, a quick little plug uh, another instagram business creations by patty that's p-a-t-i patty is a good friend of the family here we've known her for a little bit and uh, she's got a small business starting up with some crafty type things specializing in scrunchies and i fucking love a good scrunchie myself Creations by Patty, that's P-A-T-Y on Instagram. On to the good shit. So, the, the people have freaked out many times in my life, including me. And I'm sure you've dealt with this too. We, we all deal with, like, you know, extreme circumstances from time to time. But nothing... Um, stands out more to me in my mind than an instance from my childhood. And I was more of a spectator. We had um, been playing around uh, with, with my buddy uh, Danny Boat. Danny Boat, if you're listening. Hi. Um... And he lived down, so he lived down the street from me, and he had this like uh, like a border collie that the family had taken in, like a border collie is probably not the right term. Whatever Lassie was, like that kind of a setup with the, you know, the hair that you were jealous of. These good looking dogs. Um, It was a nasty fucking thing. I they they got it out of the shelter, and it was one of these situations where I think Danny was a whiner and and like eh, like I really want this dog, and like we we've touched on this before. Don't fucking do it. But they did. They got it, and um. So this thing was vicious, and I used to deliver the paper to them, and uh, whether it was a newspaper or a kid showing up with a box of chocolates or like you know someone trying to have you switch your tv provider this fucking dog was all over them so they kept it in the backyard 
And inevitably, as we got used to this thing, it, it turned into a situation much like Tom from the from the previous episode with his stupid fucking Dobermans. It would it would get to the point where Danny would tell the neighborhood kids that were hanging out, like, "Hey, just come on in the back, and and we'll we'll hang out there." So this other kid, it was kind of like a tag along. He wasn't really like part of the crew, but like he would hang out from time to time. He shows up and and gets involved with hanging out. We're gonna hang out in the tree fort or whatever. And uh, let let me shorten this up for you. The dog bit his fucking finger off. Like, like actually, like, like full on, like he went to pet the dog and was like, oh, hey, yeah. and and immediately was like, ah, fire, like finger gone, gone, bitten off. So in all the commotion, like we we left the gate open and the fucking, the, this, this lassie like runs down the street and we're freaking the fuck out. Cause like little Mikey is fingerless. He's down to nine digits. And, uh, and uh, so now we're running after the dog and there was a hill kind of leading out of Danny's backyard. So we're running down this hill. Mikey, fingerless, running down this hill after the dog. I don't know what we thought we were going to do. I think the dog ate it. But in our minds, because we, you know, we grew up on 80s TV and that, like anything was possible through like, you know, the like sci-fi medical science and, and, and aliens or whatever, we we're going to get that finger back and put it back on. Wasn't to be. So we, we ended up with, so we're peeling down this hill and it's good. You know, Lassie's getting farther and farther away. We can't, we're, we're children. We're like 10. We're not going to catch a dog. This isn't the Goonies. The dog gets to the bottom of the hill, which, which, is, which ends in a T intersection. And um, believe it or not, the dog got hit by a fucking car down at the bottom of this hill. And I'd like to candy coat that. Okay, so according to my demographics, I've got some, some kids listening who might be under the age of 13. Cover your ears, children. The dog got smooshed like pancake flat. There was no fucking saving this thing. And I've never seen anybody freak out so hard than fingerless Mikey at the prospect of never getting his index back. He, this kid fucking cried like I had never heard in my life. <laughs> and the only recourse that we had as terrible children of the 80s was to laugh in his fucking face. Mikey, if you're out there, buddy... Um, if you're looking for somebody to blame, don't point your stub at me. You shouldn't have pet the fucking dog. So, uh, this particular freakout belongs to a guy that you've um, at least been introduced to. It is uh, the one, the only, the fucking despicable. It's the guy. The guy. And you'd think from previous stories that the guy would be impervious to freaking out because, I mean, he's a disgusting human being. And disgusting human beings tend to be okay with a lot of shit. Uh, the one thing that the guy was not okay with that caused this particular freak out was a phone call. 
We happen to be sitting together at work. Me being his junior, uh, uh, I was kind of attached to his hip. That's, that's kind of how the job was. So um, he gets a phone call in his work area. And we generally don't get outside phone calls. I could give you my extension if you want. You can get a hold of me, but I'm not going to do that. Um, that's what cell phones are for. But he was an older dude, so he didn't really, you know, his flip phone wasn't doing it for him. So he gets a call from the wife one night. Now we're working a night shift and it's um, like severe thunderstorms. There's warnings, like blips and stuff coming up on my app. It's going to be a bad night. So, like, yeah, so we know the storm's coming in and inevitably, like, we're, we're waiting for word kind of like from home. It's, it's part of a night shift where uh, a lot of these guys, uh, the, you know, we all, we all kind of get jammed into this box together and we tend to worry about what's going on back at the ranch. And um, so the guy gets a phone call and it's his wife. Believe it or not, yes, a wife. Um, not that there was like, you know, I'm sure there was like warm feelings there, but, um, not a conventional wife as you, as you would think that was a strange relationship. I think he told me once, uh, that she didn't sleep well at night because, uh, he was, uh, I was I'm constantly rolling around and squashing her titty, which was like, what? (laughs) What kind of state are your wife's titties in that you can't roll over anyway? So she calls and um, she says, oh, I, uh, the, the, the power went off. I think the breaker's blue and I can't find the key to the basement. Now think about just that for a minute. How many of you lock your basement door <laughs> so as as the guy was starting to freak out about this i'm like hey 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 dude you're, you you okay like do you need to go like what's what's going on and he he puts the phone down quite dramatically and slowly and says ah i i got i gotta go uh the wife's trying to get into the basement i gotta go uh okay I'm not accustomed to that being an emergency situation, so I guess I'm confused. Well, there's this stuff down there that she can't see, and she's got to go outside to get down there, and and, uh, hang on, pause, hang on. Whoa, whoa. What do you mean she's got to go outside to get down there? Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, one of those, like, uh, you open the doors and you walk down the, and the, oh, okay, okay. So this whole, um, yeah, your potato farm idea is starting to make sense. I I get I get the setup here. So it's it basically like an old creepy like the the horror movies where you got like walk outside and open like the big, you know, the doors that are kind of angled and you walk down the concrete steps into the fucking uh basically like where the children are being kept. You know what I mean? Like you don't you don't want to you probably don't want to go down there. And it's exactly like he described. He's padlocked this fucking thing. Which I can kind of understand. At least there's outside access. So, so she, he's, she is not allowed to go down there, he says. And this guy lives about 45 minutes away. I gotta go, I gotta go. I go, okay, fuck, I'll cover you. Go do your thing. Go do your thing. She had called back as he was gathering his things. 
And this is when the freakout happened. I already told you don't go down there. You're not supposed to be down there. Don't go down there. Slams the phone down. Literally fucking runs from work. Like to the to like to swipe out and 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 or do whatever he's got to do to get out through the security gate and everything else. And this motherfucker got home down into that basement alone, fixed what he needed to fix, and got back to work in under an hour. This guy lived 45 minutes away. That's a back and forth trip in under an hour. And we joke around at work and go, what could the way? Actually, I'll put it to you, the listener. I've rattled on long enough about this. The freakout was really fucking good. And I think it was actually warranted because I think that that basement was riddled with evidence. I do. I do. And, and if an evidence of what, I don't know. I'm not in a position to make accusations. Um, maybe it was just like a weird collection of like teeth and fingernails. I don't know, but probably shit that he shouldn't have had. And you know what? If I had that stuff, I'd probably freak out if my wife was trying to get into the basement too. Don't go to the basement, dummy! He said, I would never call, call anybody a dummy. Well, I've learned to, and it's because of the guy. I, uh, I haven't gotten into the mailbag at all. And, um, oh, I, I'm going to stop short of apologizing because like, I don't fucking owe anybody anything, but at the same time, uh, you know, I recognize that, you know, you guys are taking time out to address things with me and you want to hear my thoughts on stuff. I'll get to something from our good friend, um, Brittany, Brit, Brit, Brie, Brie, BB. Good old Brittany. She she wrote and, and and she asked me a couple of times to talk about some pandemic related type stuff, stuff relating to essential workers. So here I go. Um, I don't want to make this boring, so I'll just be quick. Um, I don't think there's a. Uh, it's pretty clear that there's been no plan here, where we are in the Toronto area. Uh, we've seen um, some pretty severe lockdowns and and restrictive stuff and and the loss of access to a lot of what we would call considered normal. And yet, um, you know, we can still go to Tim Hortons. You know, you can get a coffee if you want. You can, uh, you know, do all kinds of shit, I guess, as long as they kind of bring it to your car. I'm not in a position to judge people, be it the people who are working the people who are asking them to work. Uh, I think the economy has taken a real shit kicking. And honestly, I'd like to, you know, I don't, I don't want to pay $10 for a carton of eggs after this. So uh, I guess, I guess my short take on this is, um, I don't know, it's hard to make the rules when you don't know the objective of the game here. We're just trying to get through this shit, but I, I, I don't think we, we know what exactly is at the end of this. So to the politicians and the people who are keeping things open, I've continued to work. I go to work every day and, and uh, you know, all the dudes here do. We get our temperature checks and everything else and wear our masks uh, as applicable. And, and um, 
I like a full paycheck. And I feel fucking horrible for those who can't. People in, in the service industry or, or, you know, personal care, things like this. Sucks. So I'd ask you, um, in line with the theme of today, don't freak out. You do what you got to do. You don't answer to anybody. Actually, let, let that be the lesson here. You answer to you. Not your wife, not your friends, or your, your, you know, the, your, your kids, or even really your boss. Like the, the core of you answers to nobody. You do what's right for you. And we'll get through this shit. And things might be different, and things might be back to the same, and, that, and we don't know. But don't. Don't freak out. This has been Scary Stories. We'll talk again in a minute. Don't worry about it. I'm here for you.